This is a Hot Pie Media Original. This episode of the Inhumane Podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. So, is there anything that is preventing you from achieving your goals? Anything at all? Is there a reason that you seem like you're in Stuckville and you just can't move forward? Well, BetterHelp is here to assess your needs and really match you with your own licensed professional therapist. I love that you're able to chat with them within 48 hours and it's not a crisis line. It's not for self-help. It really is just professional therapy and you can do this securely online. The services are available no matter your time zone and you can log into your account anytime and send your message to your therapist. It's like having them on speed dial. You can even schedule a weekly video or phone session, and you never have to sit and wait in a lobby. BetterHelp is really committed to, you know, facilitating those great therapeutic matches, and they make it super easy and free to change therapists if you need to do so. I know with a lot of the service providers of anti-human trafficking organizations and people like you who are listening to this could have some vicarious trauma and the therapists they see don't normally allow them to move back and forth. And so here you're able to change therapists if you need to do so, um, so that you find a better fit. Now, BetterHelp really wants you to start living a happier life today. So please visit their website, betterhelp.com. And because they're doing such a great job, you can join over a million people who have taken charge of their own mental health and with the help of an experienced professional. And so we have an actual special offer for you today for all of the Inhumane podcast listeners. You get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash inhumane. Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Inhumane Podcast. We are in episode 27. And today we are going to talk. Actually, I just want to tell you the title of this podcast. Um, You clicked on it, so I'm sure you know. But now you hear my voice. This is called, Hey Child, Congrats you're married. So those two should not go together. You should have had something, um, you know, rise up in your belly, right? In your core of like, oh, is this person trying to be funny? Because it doesn't go together, right? It could be funny or something's wrong with that picture. And that's kind of why I selected this title because child and marriage should not go together. And we're going to talk about child brides and grooms today. And I'll tell you real quick, Um, my husband and I were having dinner with some, a a work vendor of his, and this individual was extremely wealthy and he wanted to invite everyone to dinner, paid for elaborate dinner. And all he kept calling me was a child bride. And at the time I was probably like 25, 26, and it was really uncomfortable. And he thought it was funny and I didn't. And I was just like, why do you get like, I've always looked, you know, like, 10, maybe 15 years younger than what my age was, at least back then. Uh, But it was like, you're making me uncomfortable. And that's really when I started looking into what is this child bride and what is a child girl, right? So let's get started. 23 girls every minute are married before the age of 18. (laughs) That's 12 million a year, which makes nearly one girl 
will be a child bride every three seconds. Those are some profound statistics. Now, there are some other studies that actually show um, a lot larger number. So, for example, the UN Commission on the Status of Women, they did a study and they actually predicted that in 2010, 2020, there was going to be 140 million girls that were going to become child brides. Um <laughs> So this is the current rate that they were tracking. Now, I personally don't trust the UN um, as far as I can throw them. I've shared that um, on a couple episodes back that there's tons of not just accusations, but actual proof of the sexual, physical um, and mental abuse of women, um, children and boys and girls, um, including men in these developing worlds where the UN is, you know, pretty much almost in their charge, right? And they're there to help, but they've actually abused them in many, many ways. Um, however, that is still their statistic of what they, they're tracking that there's going to be 120 million. Now, COVID has kind of messed things up a little bit in regards to tracking that. So we're waiting to see what their new number is or what their decision is based off that 140 million. Now, Child marriage, let's just be really clear, it's all about force. It's all about force to the victim, right? Like you're a child. You're a child and someone is forcing you to get married. Um, there's really like no fraud into that, in my opinion. It really is just force. And if you recall, human trafficking is all about force, fraud, and coercion, right? So they're forcing this child to get married by their parents or guardians. Um, now. There is tons of evidence of pure coercion um, for the actual human, the, the person that's actually like selling their child off, right? Um, so, for example, the parent or the guardian is the one who's actually profiting, right? So they're either profiting mon monetarily or they're profiting um because they were able to get something that they wanted in exchange of value, right? So don't get me wrong, a lot of that is poverty. Um, and we're going to go through that and so that everyone understands this type of human trafficking. Um, but there was usually some coercion by the human purchaser, right? Or the husband or the spouse or the wife that 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 purchaser um, really is a trafficker in in itself because they are coercing that individual who is full of vulnerabilities and impoverished and they can't make any they just can't they don't have food they don't have shelter and they think that their child is going into you know a better place is that all cases absolutely not absolutely not we see over and over again for sure of um family, you know, human trafficking, right? And they know what they're doing. They know that they're making a profit off of this child. So, but I just wanted to kind of start that off of there is a lot of times coercion happening from the actual purchaser who is actually becomes the trafficker um, as well. And so just think about that, right? Can you like think about when you were eight and 12, like all the things that you love to do, even if you had some sort of crappy childhood, what are still some of the things where you're like, oh, I wish I was eight again. I wish I was 12 again, because there were things that you just enjoyed so much that they just stay in your brain, right? And bring a great big 
you know, smile to your face. So think about you being eight or 12 and then having to marry, let's just say like your neighbor, right? They own a house. He owns a house right next to your parents and he's 40 years old and you're having to marry him. Like nobody can imagine that yet it's happening every single second, as I mentioned, um, every three seconds to be exact with that statistic. Now, um, some friends of mine, we, we have a book club and we meet once a month to talk about, you know, the book that we were reading. And just this last one that happened earlier, uh, happened in August, early August, um, the conversation came up, like everybody has like adult children there and everyone was discussing how there's no way I can imagine my child having, being married and then having a child right now. And I think the age group of the children range from about 18, like adult children from 18, 19 to about 30. And everyone like, you know, there was, it was just kind of like running jokes and just, but actual truth of like, no way, there's no way I can imagine my child uh, being married and having a child right now. And there's a lot of reasons for that, right? Most of the individuals in that book club, um, they were married younger, but they're like, there was a different, um, maybe maturity level or something along those lines where, yes, no one's ever still ready for a baby, but they were a lot more ready than what they could see their kids uh, going through if they currently got married and had a baby. And it's not that they don't want, you know, a son in love and a father or daughter-in-law in love. They totally want uh, a daughter and a son-in-law and grandchildren. They just can't imagine their child going through that uh, season of life at this current moment. So now I definitely understand, like we're speaking from a first world perspective but let's not let that fool you to think that child marriages are not happening in the United States. They absolutely are happening in the United States. Um, but I want to back up and I really want to share with you like some of the reasons of why child marriage just occurs in many parts of the world. Now, I'm sure most of you, because you've watched a movie, you've watched um, television or what have you. And there's a lot of cultural and social norms and the cultural norms really ran, right? Like child marriages from centuries and centuries ago, children have been married at a very young, young, young age. Um, and, but we still have a long way to go, even though we've improved significantly since then. And I think the key part to actually remember is that most cultures they believe like once that child hits puberty or specifically once a female, um, you know, becomes menstruating, that's it. She is now a woman and she is ready and good to go to be married and start producing, right? Like offspring. That is a huge, huge indicator that you are now ready legal age for marriage. And it is within like a lot of their laws as well. Or as I mentioned, like it's their social norms, they aren't going to do it another way. Um, now, just by like historical uh, based movies, we know that a lot of those marriages were contracted by the parents, right? So as I mentioned earlier, it's not like an eight year old's like, oh, I want to marry that man. Now, don't don't get it confused with the little childhood thing of admiration of a older man, like he's just kind and 
Like, oh, I'm going to marry him, right? Like my mom marries my dad, right? The concept is not there. It's very, very different. Um, So it is parents who are actually putting these child marriages together and again, forcing, right? Forcing these children to get married. Now, as I mentioned, some of them, a lot of the reasons is because of poverty. And so with that said, the family then controls like wealth and property. So what I mean by that is a child bride, for example, in a lot of cultures totally becomes property. This episode of the Inhumane Podcast is brought to you by Canopy.us. Now, I know you've heard me talk a lot about the dangers of online in our world today. So I'm here to tell you about a few tips that can help protect your kids online from porn and sexting. I highly recommend, of course, to use parental controls on all of your family's devices. But the truth is that the average age of exposure to porn is 11 years old. And one in four kids have received a sext and one in seven have actually sent one. So that's why Canopy is such an important app to install on your kids' devices. Canopy actually helps prevent the exposure to porn before it happens. They use their technology actually filters images and videos in milliseconds. And when Canopy detects a nude or lingerie-esque image, it's saved to your child devices. It will give them the option to delete or send to you for approval. That's like a lot of checks and balances. So you can try Canopy for today by using the code INHUMANE and check out for 30 days free and 20% off for life at canopy.us. And then wealth kind of become comes behind that, right? So um, we still know in a lot of countries, there's still like dowry exchanges, right? So that means that if I'm selling off my daughter or creating some sort of a contract um, with another family and their son, well, I need to give something in return for you basically like taking my daughter off my my hands. So it may not be actual million dollars of physical currency, but it is something of value, right? So this is happening all over the place and we're not really paying attention to it. And and I think the other big question, at least the conversation that we have amongst the anti-human trafficking um, space, as well as people who are super advocates of, um, you know, of, of children. And you kind of start having that, that, that conversation and questioning like, well, if it's culturally, right, I mean, really, what difference are you going to make? And I get asked that question all the time. They're like, well, Antoinette, I mean, this is culture. How are you going to change an entire nation, right? And then a nation that looks exactly like that nation when it comes to child marriage. And it looks like that nation. Like, how how can you really combat that? And I'm always going to go down to education, right? As well as when countries, um, the country you live in, uh, And that country, I think, has a responsibility as well. And it's not necessarily telling you, oh, um, you know, I'm going to tell you what to do in in your country, one power country to maybe another. It's really I think it's deeper than that and a lot more responsible and accountable by just like if I own a business and you own a business. Right. And we could be vendors with one another. But if you're producing porn, (laughs) 
I'm probably not going to, not probably, I'm not going to want to do business with you. You may be a nice person, but that just isn't going to mix well, right? So it's kind of the same concept, but on a much grander scale is really why can't the leadership of one country, because they do it all the time when it is their own personal interest. And so leaders of one country tell the leaders of another country is like, hey, we can't do business with you because of all of your human rights violations. And I'm going to go on a big segue right here. Um, but I think it's it's so relevant. You know, we have influencers all over the place, right? Like that is the new, what do you want to be when I grow up as an influencer? And like 40 year olds are becoming influencers and 50 and so on and so forth. And there's nothing wrong with it at all whatsoever. That is literally where our society is going. But my question and my challenge to you as an influencer, and those of you who follow, you know, your favorite influencer is all of these peeps who are like, you know, it's, it's, it, it's like a, I think it's a trend, especially like on TikTok is let me show you how much money I made on Amazon. I bought all of this stuff cheap from China and then I'm reselling it. Awesome. Do you know that China violates human rights uh, laws all day long? Totally all day long. They do that. Not just labor of their own people, but, um, you know, they totally want to like extinct other different like uh, subgroups that are within China, especially like in the mountain areas. And we talked about that a few episodes back as well. It's like, we literally have the power to do something. And your your money talks, yet we continue to purchase um, from countries that violate human rights. Yet, we want to talk about bad about other people for doing A, B, C, and D, but they're at least not violating somebody's human rights. They're just maybe a jerk, right? <laughs> In some capacity. So we literally have the power to do so. We're just not doing it. And honestly, I do believe for the most part, if you are an influencer and has a business like the one I just described, where you're buying stuff from China um, or another country that violates human rights and you're reselling it, you're literally contributing to that. Like there's no way you can get around it. And I don't think there's a way anymore that you can say, well, I didn't know. Um, Because you know me, I'm all about what you don't know is what you don't know. But now that you know it, what are you going to do about it? And there's no way that you could just not do anything because if you are, silence literally is compliance. You're totally okay with what's happening there. And so going back to these child brides and grooms, it, it's it's literally equivalent. Okay, it's equivalent. And um, I don't want, want to forget about the males because there's actually some strong numbers with them as well. And Unfortunately, we're just always focused on the girls and we think that it only happens to females and that can't be further from the truth either. Human trafficking is happening to both boys and girls. Human trafficking, let me be clear, is happening to both women and men. It's not gender specific. I've said it a thousand times. It's not demographic specific. It's not your background specific. They don't care. If you have a slight vulnerability, that's how they're going to prey on you. And to be real, everybody has a vulnerability. Everybody has one or more than one. And so they just find that space and that's where they plug themselves in, right? So with children, 100% children are vulnerable. Hence why they can't buy a house, drive a car and make decisions for themselves, right? 
because they're not of age two because their brain is not fully developed. Okay. So with the males, um, there's a study and they analyzed the data from like 82 countries and they found that approximately one in 30 boys get married as children. One, one in 30. So yes, it's not as high as females, but it's still happening and they're still under age. So we should still pay attention to it. And it's not from that like cool space of like, ooh, you know, the young kid, he, you know, married a cougar or, or, or whatever the case may be. Like that mentality is totally not appropriate for a kid, right? And then to take that a little bit further, when you were starting to see a lot of teachers involved with, um, you know, specifically like middle school and high school children, um, and it's a female teacher, you you see our culture totally like, what was that kid thinking? I would have said nothing. Like that's the ultimate desire is if you have a hot teacher, you know, like you lust off of her and you got your dream and your wish. It's like, what? What are we, what are we teaching? You know what I mean? Our boys, it's totally inappropriate. This person of is, is of age, this one is not. And that's a person of leadership and responsibility and ethics. And they totally violated all of that. Right. So we got to pay attention that it's happening to boys. And like UNICEF actually estimated that 115 million boys and men alive today, um, that they were all married before they turned 18, every single one of them. Now, you know, I know if some of you maybe like me, like I'm, I love like little house on the prairie kind of days. Like I love those novels. I love the history of it. Um, but I kind of like the history of everything, but I do, I do like that history. And of course you could see family members and they're getting married at 15 and they're getting married at 14, 13, 12, same thing. That was a social norm, right? That was something socially happening, but then we started to make a huge change. Um, and yet a lot of other countries haven't made that change at all. Um, and so the total number, again, this is one statistic and you know how I feel about statistics and if you know how they work, it's a small group that they, that, you know, that they're surveying or studying, right? It's not, it's not all. So these stats could be way larger, which, when it comes to human trafficking and these horrible things that happen, I totally believe the numbers are, are much grander uh, because people don't self-identify, right? Because it is socially accepted. It is culturally accepted. So why would they identify as a right child bride or a child groom? Why would they identify as, um, you know, a victim of human trafficking? They just wouldn't. It's a social, social norm. But it is estimated, like I said, 115 million um, that are alive today have been married before they turned 18. And so they're saying that the total number of child brides plus child grooms um, worldwide is 765 million. That's from UNICEF. Um, that is out of control. That's absolutely out of control, 765 million kids. And, and 
Are we really saying like, wow, this is a topic I had no idea about. Why don't we know anything? That's 765 million kids that are just a record. How is something like this not talked about? How is something like this not known about? Who is responsible, right, for it? How are we not making connections, um, I think is like a big question that I have. Okay, so we're going to push pause on part one of, hey, child, congrats, you're married. Um, You're going to want to tune in to part two. We're going to go a little bit deeper of how child marriages are another form of human trafficking and what you can do to start preventing preventing and possibly even stopping child marriages from happening um, across the globe and here in the U.S. So tune in for episode 28. Thanks for listening. You can find more episodes and all of our other Hot Pie Media originals baked fresh daily at our home online at hotpiemedia.com, the Hot Pie Media YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts.